We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Socializing 
I will now speak to you about Night Channels, also known as nightchannels.com. What is that? It's a fully functioning internet blasting drip portal that accepts all forms of non-cash payments in exchange for the most surreal, most fringe-located, drug-addled, creepy, bleepy, synthesized, dystopian, avant-garde, monstrosity, alien, psilocybin, LSD-dipped, obscuriosities ever, ever bound to a beautiful cotton t-shirt. Yes, that is yes, that is yes. Full, I'm just talking about clothing here. I'm talking about clothing emblazoned with the most deeply bizarre and unique designs you'll ever find. I mean, I can talk, I could just spend, spend 20 minutes here just get throwing words at you, cool little funky like keyword lock-in AOL boys, but it's not going to be able to describe it. It's not going to do it justice. So go to nightchannels.com, peruse the catalog. They have things relating to music. <laughs> Film, occult. I, I, I laughed at that I said music because it's not just like, oh, it's related to music. I'm talking about some of the most interesting and unique bands of the fucking 20th century and 21st century. They have t-shirts of, of theirs that you can't get anyplace else. So go there, go to nightchannels.com, enter the promo code HANDSBRANCH. That's H-A-N-D-S-B-R-A-N-C-H, which is a reference to, you know, hands on the branch, and you'll receive 15% off. That's right, that's a huge discount, 15% off just for entering the custom twisting the wind promo code of hands branch we all know that that granddaddy christmas krampus is itching around the corners ready to fucking bite deep dip into those neck veins of yours with this dirty those dirty fingernail crust claws so you should bleed out in high style this holiday season right bleed out in high style visit nightchannels.com enter promo code hands branch and get yourself some product I promise. I P R O M I S E. I make a promise here that you, if you're a person who wears shirts on their upper body and you like listening to this podcast, which you do because you're here right now, so admit it, you will. I guarantee you will find at least three items you didn't know existed outside of your best slash worst fever dreams slash meditation experiences slash uh, best psychedelic experience on that one time with that beach with that one guy and that one girl, okay? Those things that you existed in your head, they have them emblazoned 
and upon t-shirts that you will most certainly need to own. So go now, seek, look, buy. Get thine self discounted with promo code HANDSBRANCH, H-A-N-D-S, B-R-A-N-C-H, all one word, at nightchannels.com. Go now, get thyself covered in such drippy madness that you will be unforsaken from here on out and never went for once again. Too much echo. Sorry about that. Nightchannels.com. Very special twist in the whim promo code. Hands branch. Go now. Thank you. I love you. This is all for you. End advertisement. Number one, rate the podcast. Number two, review the podcast. Number three, subscribe. And number four, most importantly, it's time to fucking donate. Stop being a goddamn fucking louse, motherfucking asshole, listening to this shit for free. Okay, there's 70, 70 plus free episodes available to you. It's time to step up and pay the fucking piper, goddammit. I'm the piper, the pipeline operator, so donate through PayPal or go to Amazon through our portal, buy shit, and buy stuff from our sponsor, Night Channels, okay? Do it. Pay the motherfucking piper. The wind is going to stop twisting if you don't pay the fucking piper. Give it to me. Give it to me. All your love. All your love. Give it to me. Give it to me. All your love. What is it take to be normal? That's what I'm asking. What does it take to be normal? Do you have what it takes? Do you got the goods? Do you got the grapes? Do you got the special? Do you got the flesh? Do you got the body? Did you pass the test? Have you got a fly in your house? Are you running fast or slow like a dying mouse? Are you loaded with bait, like a decon friend? Are you just here for the brunch? Are you here because you're a friend? (laughs) Are you here for the money? Are you here for the show? Are you here for the butter? Are you here for the blow? When I say it, do you know? When I listen, do you spray? When you ask about the babies, is it because of the day? Do you have a poem that's deep in your heart? Do you have an answer? Or is it just a shopping cart? Do you got a daddy? Do you got a do? Do you got a butter? Do you got a baby boo? Is there a wish that's inside your heart? Is there money to be made in the stock bar? Is there a daddy where a grandpa once stood? Is there a pile of bones in your mama's old collar hood? Is there a brunch with bacon laid to waste? Executive babies playing deep knife tricks in your face? Will you slice it deep? Will you answer now? Will you come back deep inside this puddle with a silver frown? I've got a dwarf. I got an elf. I got a sword. They're on the show. It's all stuff I made up. It's all stuff I found. 
it's all inside there. Oh, baby brown. Oh, baby brown. Where will we go? There's a push pin inside you. It's brown to the frown. Did you get an old dog and ride it to the stream? A paddle box back streets and thrumping in the dean. Is there a place to go with a nice cold beach where you can hang out with girls with arms in their teeth? They're hanging out on the beach. It's a nice Midwest spot. Oh my God, you can get naked here. Oh my God. Oh God. Do you think these hot hipster bitches would get naked in the street? Or they wait and do it down by the beach. There's a rock in the sun. The sun is a rock. Oh daddy. Oh baby. Oh howdy. Do back. So all that being said, I want to thank you for being here on Twisting the Wind. That was a poem from my butt to your art. Straight out of my butt comes a piece of art just for your art. It's art to art. It's art for art's sake. Money for God's sake. <laughs> Growing, we're going right now. This is it, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Oh, hey, Johnny. How are we're you? Sitting ac- I'm sitting across from the table from you. This is like this is the first time I've done it in this sort of situation. We have this nice little. This is kind of, kind of weird, this is a right? New we're, setup. Yeah, it's a, we're, it's a new setup. This table's in the middle of the room. It's not like it's not like against a wall. We're not like casually sitting on a couch. But now I'm gonna take this out of the mic stand. I'm so I can do this. And That's kind of like great. Move around and stuff, and so you can do that as well if yeah, you choose to. Sure. You're, you're a comedian. You're you're like you know how to um, use the I'm mic. Y- I'm used to holding microphones in my right. hands. There yeah, you go. there we go. <laughs> Welcome to Twisting the Wind, JDB, Jonathan, Daniel Brown. Hey, how's it going? Good. So. um you were talking to me. Well, we've met. We've known each other for a good amount of time here, but we yeah. haven't like, know, don't know each other that well, actually. Really, it's, it's we? kind of like weird because yeah, we we've seen each other all over the place right. for years and years and years. Right. I mean, I think we first met at maybe uh, like one of the old garage comedy shows, Probably garage like, comedy, or like a, yeah, or was it maybe the comedy garage? <laughs> it was the comedy garage yeah, then. But there was also garage comedy that was Val Myers, right? Yeah. I was probably either one of the two, because you, I think we met through her, right? Because you, how did right. you guys meet? I met her because I was an assistant on the green room with Paul Provenza, mm. and I worked for him as like a, as like an intern at the time. Right. And uh, I had met, uh, on the set, I had met Rick Shapiro, and okay, I started right. hanging out with Rick Shapiro. Yeah, man. And I mean, that got weird. He started taking his dick out all the time, and it's like, all right, Rick, let's <laughs> chill out. But yeah, uh, Rick through, is funny. through him, I met Val Myers, and Val Myers started like inviting me to shows, and that's sort of how yeah. I stumbled on the uh, into into the stand up world. Although yeah. I didn't really perform for quite a long time, I mean, but now you do regularly, right? Yeah, pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, I, I had a show I could have promoted, but I just just lost the venue. So. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm looking for oh. a new one. So yeah. I'll if I end up, I don't know, whenever this gets put up <laughs> months or weeks yeah or days. you never know maybe once weeks or days maybe. well yeah. there'll be a new one eventually nice. that's the idea but you got you're from here right you're from Los yeah Angeles? i'm a valley kid i'm from tarzana man that's a crazy thing to be like from la i always think that's such we're a unicorns thing. you know 
But you you didn't if you lived here always? Did you stay here even? Yeah, I mean, your, uh... I spent like a, a year and a half in a boarding school in Utah. But really? Oh yeah, I was a fucked what was up that kid. like? Uh, it was horrible. It was a nightmare. Uh, How so? I want to hear about it. It was a residential treatment center. Uh, so you sort of sent there? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was kidnapped by Samoan dudes in the middle of the night. Jesus Christ, man. This is just... Okay, hold on. Can we go back to the... Be- I sold a pilot about it. I don't know if anything will ever happen. It should it. be. It sounds like it might be a classic case of too good for TV. Mm. You know what I mean? Where something is uh, you never too, know. too interesting to be on TV. I mean, nothing, nothing's getting made. The economy's yeah. dying. We're on a collision we, course. Yeah, we have to talk about that stuff, too, because I like all so many tweets you have that I'm like... Uh, I want to ask you about specifically. Yeah. I think they're funny, but tell me about how you ended up at that boarding school. So, okay, I was a nightmare of a kid. I was like probably, I, uh, I was probably on the spectrum for a while. What does that mean? Like, I, I have weird sort of, not really anymore. I outgrew a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, I almost like taught myself social skills. Weirdly, okay. But I didn't have them for a very long time. <laughs> really? I didn't really know how to talk to people until I was like nine. I mean, like. 19 gradually yeah <laughs> yeah i mean 19 20 i didn't really have friends until i was 20 i had like you know friends that would come and go and right i mean but i was mostly uh i was mostly just kind of like a a depressed weird uh kid who didn't do well at school and right. spent his off time you know as a guinea pig of the internet era my parents had no idea what kind of fucked up shit i was looking at right they didn't know how damaged i was from like age you know it started at age nine where you find a sonic the hedgehog message board and then like uh <laughs> three through me you know, three years later you're looking at you know fucking rotten.com and right. like what's happened you're like that shit like the kids who were born in like the unregulated internet era like we're all that's where the i feel like these fucking serial killers are coming from like they were exposed yeah. to really horrible stuff as really young people and no one had any idea <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing because it's that era where cause i just missed it i mean for because i'm a little older and also just because i think i wasn't as tech savvy so i didn't really like um i didn't i didn't have a cell phone until i think i was 21 wow so that was I was super late to having a cell phone. Like I was, I was internet. I used the internet a lot, but I definitely did not have the thing where, where a lot of people have was where they grew up on the internet. Yeah, so I, that's like a thing. I yeah. grew up, yeah, with fifty six k, and I mean, it, you know, it really was supposed to be innocent. You know, yeah. I'd go onto Battle dot net and play Diablo, and then all of a sudden, someone would send me a picture of their dick. That's you know, right. It's a it's a slippery slope, and it's you like know the there were parental <laughs> controls, but like I I I always bypassed them because oh, like one to. one well plus like you it'd be <laughs> like it'd be the filter would like block out a Sonic the Hedgehog website or like a Ninja Turtle fan game you wanted to download, <laughs> and you'd get pissed off, and you'd like find a way around it, and you're like oh what other websites can I now go to? Hey, let's type in naked. Hey, let's type right. in tits. You know, let's type in. And then before you know it, you're like looking at fucking, you know, grandmothers shitting in each other's mouths. And <laughs> like, you gotta go to bed soon, clear your browser history, fourth grade starting. So, right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so, you were into the, you were just down the, did the black hole of the internet. Oh, really yeah. Age, it yeah. was, it was, uh, I was a, I'm, I mean, I, I, uh, I was a really weird loner, just didn't know how to talk to people, wanted to desperately, right. but just didn't know how. And uh, I was like bullied a lot for it. And But yeah. I also like t- 
totally was a little shit. I would get up in the middle of class and say, I could, I could teach this. I'm better. <laughs> because I, what happened was, is I was very, very, very like proficient in like vocabulary okay. and social studies, history, that kind of stuff. Like I did really well with that. And like that was, that was something I was good at and that they, that was noticed through my childhood. I was considered gifted. Right. And then I was considered troubled. And so what happens is they have this thing called twice exceptional, okay. which is where they're exceptional because they're gifted and they're exceptional because they're fucked up. Twice exceptional? Twice exceptional. That sounds it's, it's like, a, oh, that's it's a learning name. term. That will be the name of this podcast, you understand? It's <laughs> twice exceptional with Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the way that sounds. Twice it, exceptional. It, 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 uh, it's kind of, it's just like a goofy, Right. It's goofy. Like they're smart, but they're they're scary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my parents told me that uh, our principal and like my, my elementary school principal at a at VBS day school. She's like not the principal anymore. My dad hated her. He actually ended up being like a legal advisor to the school board at some point. Okay. But anyway, that's totally random. Why am I even bringing <laughs> that up? Uh, anyway, at some point she had asked him if I had ever torn wings off of flies, like when I got suspended for calling a kid a jerk off. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. Right. But I would get in trouble for swearing. I would never get into like physical confrontations, but I would just like get into it with people. Yeah. And I had like weird weird medical conditions as a kid like i had an eye patch because like for like in in uh in like to strengthen your eye right well i had surgery i had okay. stri- I've, like uh strabismus or whatever so they had to correct the double vision and then they had to uh to like yeah like i, I have like bad vision i'm like a step away from ray charles it's not good but uh, <laughs> i i i had to wear the, the eye patch for a while and then um <laughs> and then in in fourth grade i slammed a door on my toe you, you what you slammed a a door on my toe okay. by accident so i'd have like two surgeries on my toe <laughs> and then uh, I, like uh I, I i saw a doctor who said i had a brain tumor but it turned out it was like not a brain tumor it was just some kind of cyst that appears in brains okay. but they had to give me the shot every month because my puberty was starting early jesus man and, and anyway the medication at one point i remember this this is like the most hor- i have a very uncomfortable aversion like i'm very my biggest nightmare is like public humiliation yeah and and i I mean a lot of people will agree with you on that and it's a whole it's just such a horrible feeling like that social ostracization in like a mass amount shaming yeah it's the shame it makes me uncomfortable and it's like a really popular thing to do in like in the new internet world and it it is kind of isn't it yeah Uh, but uh i think some people really deserve it i think like some people deserve to be shamed like people who do reprehensible shit Mm -hmm. who like get away with it because they have the money to or the clout to like i'm all for that but then it's like I hate that there's now like articles on news sites about like some guy who was mean on OK Cupid. Like that makes me right. feel uncomfortable on like like that doesn't need to be national news. It it's just to be a, policed. It's yeah, it's a you know you yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's just a weird scary. We're in a massive social transition. Uh-huh. Like this is like this it's kind of like the 60s except instead of being hippies everyone's just like fucking using bang apps and yeah it's uh it's it, is, like it is similar free like love's that. coming back or it has i mean it's coming back in a but in a different sense it's like in a, a it's, weird organized libertarian way yeah uh we have to go back and tell me about yeah, so yeah, you yeah, were yeah. nine years old and you're talking about getting these 
Did you nine when you had yeah, these like shots? Yeah, like 10, 10, 11 maybe. Nine or 10 I getting these shots. They thought I had like brain cancer, but okay. it was fine. But I once farted and cleared out a classroom. Like I actually, everyone had to leave. Because it was so terrible Yeah, smelling? it was some hormonal imbalance. Oh God, they had to take Jonathan. me to the doctors. It was like, yeah. Uh, so, and that, like, that's exceptional. All, that's twice exceptional. Twice exceptional. Got A's. Wow. Always A spelling tests. Was good at standardized. <laughs> but then I started sucking at math. Right. Uh, I have the same story. I think, I think this is a pretty common thing is the, uh, I could just do vocab like 95, 96% every time, no matter what in vocab, but mm -hmm. math was like, I just, fuck, what is this weird devil language that's being yeah. taught by this molesting gym teacher? Well, and here's the thing. Uh, I actually looked this up recently and there is now a diagnosis in the DSM or something right. for math anxiety. It's really? a thing. And apparently math anxiety can be, uh, like, transmitted by like munchausen proxy like basically a That's lot of math teachers crazy. who are afraid that they suck at teaching math then vent their frustration on the kids who are bad at math which gives them a fear of math which runs throughout their entire lives my god and then i've wondered like why am i so uncomfortable <laughs> looking at my bank account right and then i'm like fuck it's, it's it's geometry with with Adele. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but you have a similar. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of got, I've actually gotten much better at math just through, kind of like, okay, you know, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna do this receipt math. I'm have time to do it. I'm gonna do it, and I find myself actually getting better at doing math in my head and finding it kind of, I hate to say it, but kind of fun. Really. And the, but the only thing is, sometimes I do, like one time I was stoned at a restaurant with my girlfriend, and I uh, was really stoned. Um, by yeah. accident, and I was trying to add up the receipt math for the um, for the tip, and I almost had a fucking panic attack. So I was like, oh, no, no, the seven, no, the one, no, the seven, the two, ah, oh, it's one hundred. I just was freaking out. But eventually, I was just like, okay, I'll just use my calculator on my phone. Yeah, we and all do it. have these things now. But like, I wanted that thing. I wanted to be like, you know, I can do this, but I couldn't do it that that period of time. But yeah, I, I'm definitely that the whole math aversion thing is a uh, took me years to get over, it, and I only feel like the past maybe five or six years I've actually kind of enjoy doing math casually like uh, like I'm gonna do it on my own because there's no there's no uh there's no there's no one to impress or not de not impress that's it's just really interesting I wonder if I like just sat down with like a I bet you would a sudoku or like a trigonometry yeah. problem if I'd actually be like oh yeah ax is not terrifying yeah because uh, there's no stakes right mm -hmm. like that 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 my GPA plummeted in high school because right. I struggled with math and, and it, and it frustrated me to no end because it was like, A, 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 D. And I'd just be so fucking mad. Yeah. It's like a ball and chain. Yeah. On the, on it was bird. like, I don't even need this. I'm not going to do this. I, I had so many, I don't know. I was just such a, like, I was an angry, defiant, frustrated kid. And so I would rage out a lot, but never like physically. It would just all be like, yelling or just like taking off yeah. those were my two methods taking off man that's a good one i never was never good at taking off i always wanted to take off just like split like uh yeah well now i'm like i can't stay out of my apartment for more than like two days at a time <laughs> really? so well not really uh, i mean like i can go to my parents house in the valley it's great right. it's great they got a pool i mean <laughs> so when you grew up what kind of household was it growing up was it's it like, like a... uh my 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 my, my dad there's just people outside. Oh, there's just people yeah. outside. Hey, the window's that? ajar. Okay, yeah. yeah. My, my dad, uh, I was just like making sure that it wasn't like going to fuck with the sound or something. I don't yeah. know. It's not my concern, I guess. I, I uh, like I like an all-natural podcast. Cool. Ambulance drives by, we address it, and it remains. Unless That's it's fine. something that like, oh, could you take out that ambulance thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which we could do. We can redact it. It's ambulances. up to you. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, 
I I grew up like an upper middle class Tarzan. Basically, my dad has always worked like it, it you know, in, in, in like, like he, he grew up in like a very blue collar Jewish family. Right. Boston family moved to Encino after the war. And uh, my mom like came from Poland to my well, my mom's mom came from Poland to Canada right. and then to uh, L.A. So my parents ended up like growing up and going to like the same schools as kids. And they never met until college, which is bizarre. Mm. Uh, they, they work in the industry? No. Okay. No. My dad, my dad's like a lawyer at like a, a real estate company. He works like a, he's like a, I guess he's like a mid-level partner, which means like he's never, he's never been rich. Like, like we always like are, we, my parents are like, I think the best way to describe them are like a little almost rich, but not really. <laughs> like they, like they're, it's, I think my, cause my dad like blows like pretty much any money he makes on like expensive like college and like because he got we got two siblings you know right. and then my my brother's getting his PhD oh that's a, that's two hundred thousand dollars yeah it's I mean <laughs> like so like all, he makes a lot of money but like yeah. they don't spend money on anything they got just it. like live pretty frugally in this house and they got a pool so you and, came out of that kind of pretty normal environment pretty middle like right. upper middle class like Jewish. You know, like, like not like suburban, sur- suburban. surrounded yeah. by much wealthier people mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like, you know, uh, a lot of the, the kids who went to the Jewish day school I went to were, were more moneyed right. and, uh, we were not, I mean, we just sort of had this like sort of working class and Sino background uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, not really. So my dad has like a pretty intense work ethic that's passed on to me. And yeah. basically it's like, if I'm not working, I'm panicking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel that. I struggle with but... relaxing a lot. And my yeah. dad, my dad is so amazing. He had a hip replacement like two months ago, and and he he's in a wheelchair for like a day, and then he's like got a walker for a week. And he just gets in his walker and he just goes to like a computer and just starts like punching in notes. He's like, I got I got a deposition in three weeks. I'm like, you're, this is the one time in your life you are allowed to just lie back and do nothing. Yeah, you should. And yeah, <laughs> but no, he's like hiking. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's, man. uh, well, he, I guess it's good. To, no, no. I mean, it's yeah. he, now that he's healed. Right. I mean, the Mayo Clinic will get behind that. They like to get you, get you up and out as soon as possible. Right. It's cheaper that way. For, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, so the, I want to go back to the whole thing we were talking about. How you landed in that reform school? Because that's a pretty big deal coming yeah. from like you're talking about this background. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, for all intents and purposes, a boring suburban upbringing. Right. right. I was that. I was. I was the weird. I was the weird. I was. I was fucked up. I. Uh, I didn't. I got into a lot of arguments. I like had massive panic attacks that like turned into like borderline tantrums. Really? Like until I was like maybe twelve. Until like, twelve. Yeah, yeah, maybe thirteen. I don't know. It was late. It was too late. Uh, I didn't like, like I would just freak out and slam doors. Uh, I didn't know how to handle my anxiety. I was on a roulette of medication. Oh was, man, that's nuts. Uh, I was yeah. put on like, cause my parents didn't know what to do. So they just go to these experts and they just say, give them pills, give them pills, give them pills. Yeah. My parents, they don't know any better. So they just take whatever. They just try shit. And before you know it, I'm like a guinea pig. And like, I was on this crazy thing that like made me really fat for a while. And then mm-hmm. I was on that shit that made me <laughs> fart out like, like a uh, nukes. And, and, uh, I mean, and so like my hormones were getting messed with. And like, I was just like a, a lab experiment, except yeah. instead of like becoming Wolverine, Marine. I just became a, a short Jewish dude. Uh, but uh, I, I could have been much shorter, it turns out, if I didn't have like that that, that hormone thing. Right. I could have been like 4'11". Damn. Because I would have finished puberty at like 12, which would but, have been scary. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you, should, you would have got money from the government then. Maybe. I mean, maybe much. I would have collected some disability. Now mm-hmm. I just have like a boyish face. <laughs> uh, 
You get yeah, it. Yeah, I you get, get it. it man. I get it. I get it. We I look like we're like. the same age. Essentially, yeah, we're sort of ageless. It's like a weird sort of thing where at some point I'll, I guess, I don't know, I'll probably never look my age, I suppose. Yeah. I'll probably always look some distended version of it. But We're going to live to be like 150. Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe I'll just fucking drop dead at 55. I and doubt looking it. Looking great. The way but, things are like, like we're, there's not like asbestos factories anymore. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, it's it's kind of goes both ways, right? Because you don't have these massive environmental problems, but they also don't have. Uh, there's there's also not a lot of purity in the things that we eat. And no, consume, I mean, yeah, who but, knows? Like, I yeah. mean, I've I've had to at least eaten like three, four, five couches in my lifetime. Yeah, a couch, yeah, like full a couch full, with a fucking <laughs> like I, like the the yeah. the ones that that uh like the like tea sectional, couches like sectionals, sectional. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I don't go to Subway anymore when I found out about, like, uh, oh, yeah, the, yoga the yoga mat bread. Yeah. That was, like, such a, like, oh, my God. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, it's so funny, man. There's so many industrial things that are in the things we eat, but it's... Uh, I'm paying attention now. I'm, like, looking... It's how I lost a lot of weight was just paying attention Yeah, it's all more. you have to do. It's, yeah. It's yeah, it's really... Aware. It, but the thing is, you have... Like, I'm 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 seeing a girl who who was uh she she's been sober for eight years which is crazy because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a stoner I don't like drinking at all so um you know when did you start drinking if when's the first time you got drunk oh maybe when I was like oh god kind of later maybe right. seventeen or eighteen what about smoking weed then I smoked weed once when I was fourteen mm-hmm. and that was it and I didn't smoke again until I was twenty and then I started pretty regularly smoking when I was like twenty. Did it help? You find it helped you a lot? Like, yeah, well, it's like sort of the thing, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some people that's like the thing. It's just like, oh wow, this is what I've always needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, certain people. It's not not something I necessarily condone either. Like I, I smoke a lot, and I've been cutting back a little bit just because I can't. I don't wake and bake anymore. That was just getting to be too much. Yeah, that's that's, that's not a good thing. It's not healthy. Yeah. When you're always stoned, you don't appreciate being stoned. I have some friends. I used to. Well, I have friends who used to be this way. Where I would be like, um, "Are you stoned right now?" And it'd be, "No, I'm not stoned right now." That's when they act weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like cause they smoke so much weed that they seem weird when they were sober. Yeah, yeah, that's the bad place to be. And I don't yeah. really act differently. Like to me, weed has never fucked me up. It's just sort of like. It, it feels like I just get like this anchor that kind of like, kind of push brings me a little more down to earth right. when I'm when I'm gets me out of my head a little bit, which is the downside is then you start to get in your head even more. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it just goes goes both ways. It goes get, both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to go back to the whole thing that what got you in reform school. Cause I yes, hear, let's hear keep that, talking. I want to hear that story. Okay, so expelled from three schools. Okay, <laughs> okay. So expelled just for being. Like a loudmouth, like spaz, kind of. Yeah, like but also on. like I made other kids uncomfortable. Really? I made, I pissed off teachers. I mean, right. I was, I was very loud. I was theatrical. I did inappropriate shit. Uh, I, I didn't have like I, I never touched people or anything. I was never physically right. ever. But like you know, when you have like rich suburban Jewish parents calling the school about like the weird kid, right? It's it's it you know if I, I feel like I would have just probably slipped through some public school cracks and you know right but uh you developed a cool drug problem yeah developed a real cool <laughs> drug problem would have started hanging out like uh like <laughs> just hang out there with the wrong crowd right the wrong tarzana crowd but this whole time you were like on this weird 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 whirlwind of different psychiatric medications and stuff yeah. so yeah so i hadn't like i had very i had no idea like i was constantly 
adjusting and learning to yeah. it, it was fucked you know and and uh and i wouldn't i i you know it's like i don't blame my parents at all yeah i don't because if i i put myself you know i didn't really i didn't have the understanding or the empathy as a little kid or even as like a teenager to to know what I was putting them through, it just yeah you can't. There's no way to do it. Like you can you can't like look back on a situation and be like oh it would have been done so differently. But yeah, if I was you yeah. didn't have the tools. Teenagers are not or smart. The I yeah. mean, you feel like you're smart. You feel like you know fucking everything. Yeah, I every year I every year I gain in years. I think of those years as like wow, how was it fucking? Idiot? Yeah, like it's more. <laughs> the older you get, the more embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I'm 25, so I'm yeah. not even like. That shit is like modern history. That's right. like, you know, I was doing this while Clinton and Bush were in power. <laughs> uh, well, I, I didn't even know how to wear a tee. I couldn't, I didn't know how to uh, find clothes that fit me. I thought that like, a, I wore a large t-shirt. Mm. I do, definitely do not wear that size t-shirt. I, I like, tried to wear yeah. Velcro as long as I could. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense. That's a, that's a usable thing. It's It's like a... But sometimes it does tip off the scales in terms of like maybe a person who gets the free bus pass kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Right. So you're in high school here at this point, and not in high school, you're like in middle school, right? Middle school, I went to Bridges Academy, which was a twice exceptional school. Okay, so Apparently that Josh Groban went there. Really? Random fact. He is twice twice exceptional. Twice yeah. exceptional, Groban. I mean, the, his his albums. How did you get sent to the school? The one you're talking about, the one that's the uh, special, the reform school. The reform school. Right. I got kicked out of the twice exceptional school. Then I went to just a school for kids that were messed up, and I got kicked out of that. I so would just, were there any events that led to that, or was it just sort of like a it was barrage? Just, of it was just a barrage. Inappropriate. I, I was just a whirlwind. Okay. I, I never, I never like I would go to detention and I would get in detention. And I'd just say like this is. This is, you know, I, I, this is prison. Like I'm, I, I, I have, I would always say shit like, what are my rights? I would demand like accountability and stuff. Oh my God. Like I, I tried to be a little fucking yeah. constant. Like I try, always tried to outsmart and out argue and it just doesn't right. work because it's like, it's like trying to, I mean, school really is kind of prison. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like trying to argue with the person who has you in their custody is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. You don't have any rights really. Right. You kind you're, of have you're a some. child. You have human, you have human rights, but not like rights in terms of free. Right. And and I didn't think about like I would go online and and read like emancipation tips. Right. And I would read like, uh, you know, then they're like, well, go, you couldn't get a job. And I'd be like, I'd figure out a way. And Uh it's like, it's uh, I didn't really understand that. uh, I didn't understand that, like, you know, uh, you know, the the death penalty, you know, (laughs) I didn't even understand. I don't understand the world. I didn't know anything going on. Yeah. You're very naive. And I like always try to hold on to a little bit of that naivety because there's optimism in it you know yeah it's true there's a lot of optimism in it. yeah there's like the idea that you can actually like have some sort of control over the world even if you don't mm-hmm. uh, and you can like do things that like oh yeah i can do that but really it may be significantly more difficult than you realize maybe right at onset but yeah yeah 100 percent. So, so you're at that reform school right and so this mm-hmm. is like the it's like the end of the line kind of sort of thing this is yeah this is after so many i got kicked out of this next school and i saw this placement expert right. uh a placement expert. a placement expert i didn't know what she was she was just a lady i was mean yeah. her name is harriet bay mm-hmm. uh and uh it sounds like it sounds like a, a seasoning <laughs> harriet bay yeah, put, a little, put a little harriet bay on that <laughs> like that. she's like an older older lady and right. uh i specifically asked not to go to a school in utah you did? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, it's 
And I woke up one morning. I remember the night before it was it was I had seen Sin City with a group of message board friends, not okay. even people I knew, like just adults I met on the internet. Right. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Uh, mm. And uh, and Mitch Hedberg had died that night. Okay, I remember where I was that night. I yeah. Think I do. So anyway, the next yeah. morning, it's 3 a.m., door busts in, two huge guys, you're going to Utah, I'm 14. Where are you at this point? I'm in bed. But where? Like at home. You're at home? Mm-hmm. It's been like, like my, my siblings were away for the night, and- uh, they, What time of, the t- time of the day is this? It's like 3 a.m. It's like part of their package. It's like they sell the parents on that. They tell them that there's no way your kid will come here willingly, they'll run away, You need we need to, you know- you need to have these experts come and oh, get your dear. son three thousand dollars, please. You know, it's it's wow, fucking so it's it's a fucking atrocity. Three a.m. Uh, yeah, three a.m. These dudes bust in and they basically tell me like your stuff's already packed. Just come with us into the car, and uh, it's they still kind of have like some PTSD shit about it, right? To be I'm honest, sure. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, I uh, sounds like X Files. Like yeah, Fox I have Mulder like shit. nightmares about that shit, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I've I've made a lot of peace with my family about this because right. you have to. Yeah, I mean, and and they, you know, I, it's it's, I I, I they really did their best with what they had. Right. I mean, I probably would have gotten arrested. Yeah. At some point. I probably would have gotten arrested or have gotten my fucking ass kicked. Right. I mean, one of those two things was inevitable on the path I was on. And and so, I just I just wish that that there was a way I, I didn't have to go down. I I'm sure there is. To, right. You know, I'm sure that like there are things that can be learned. I mean, I hope I never have a kid that I have to like send away. But I would probably try to work it out in a different there's cultural changes that, that need to happen and, and I mean, I think it's just as time goes by that this this sort of thing will liberalize. But the thing is, is that I went to Provo, Utah, which is the most conservative oh, city Provo's in the world. Oh, Provo's very... I've been to Provo. You've been there? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, it's very conservative. The most conservative city mm-hmm. in America. And uh, Conservative, not even like a political way. Conservative no, in like a, a lifestyle. Tra- traditional, uh-huh. like, oh, that color is too bright. Conservative. Right. Yeah. No, it's like, it's exactly how you, like, South Park has those Mormons. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's every, it's, it's, it's almost everyone's white. Yeah. Um. Everyone's like in great shape, gorgeous. It's like almost like a very Aryan. It's kind of spooky. It's it is. spooky. It is a little spooky. Yeah. I mean, there was. I remember. I went to this place called Heritage. It was a residential treatment center in Provo. Heritage. Uh, I had I had a lot of yeah. Heritage. It's a. It's pretty big. Right. Uh, it's been around for years, and uh, and it's considered one of the low level schools. Okay. So like low security. Low security. No okay. fences. Got it. There was solitary confinement, which I think they don't do anymore, which yeah. happened to me a few times. Wow. Uh, it was really fucked. And it was for stupid shit. Like, one of them got mad at me for, like, drawing a cartoon with, like, uh, Oprah getting, like, killed by a giant penis or something. That it was like, hilarious. I don't even remember. But I got, like, well, they were so strict. And, like, I remember the big thing that really always bothered me was that you'd get in trouble for saying crap. Right. But you could say fag all you wanted to. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was so... Jeez, man. How long were you there for? A year and a half. A year and a half. There's a, That's but, a and, long and time. And it, it was considered a secular school, but by virtue of every staff member, including the the uh, non-denominational chapel, right. which you could go to, or you could sit in silence for an hour in your dorm. Those were the two options. Right. Uh, it is religious, even though it's not. Because yeah. Because it's... That's because everyone's a fucking Mormon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I just... There was so it's like you're in an alternate America that never left this weird, scary Norman Rockwell thing. There's a store called Clean Flicks, which Clean actually, Flicks, yeah, they got shut down by uh, the MPAA. Okay. So what they did was 
You'd go to Clean Flick. I think I've heard of this. You'd but give them yeah. a movie. Uh-huh. you pay them like 30 bucks. They would go through the film, edit out any objectionable language, violence, sexual content. Oh, my God. They'd give it to you, and then they'd start selling copies of those for like 30 bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's copyright. That's it's tra- extreme tra- copyright extreme infringement. Extreme trademark infringement, It's, it's yeah. like the Pirate Bay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It's intense. Oh, and they got... And they made though. like millions of dollars. They would just... They opened like two stores. It was Clean a huge flicks. thing. And the... Fucked up thing was we were not allowed to watch PG-13 movies unless they were clean flicks. Wow. And, like, now and then we would have, like, a cool staff member come in with, like, a clean flicks R-rated movie. But they were just, like, bizarre. Like, Saving Private Ryan was a weird movie. Oh, my God. I bet it was. Yeah. On clean flicks. Clean Uh, flicks Saving Private Ryan. Clean flicks Saving Private Ryan. Uh, One of my favorite... Okay. So, here's what happened. I spent, like, my first seven months in, like... uh, a normal messed up unit and most of the kids I lived lived with were like druggies so is it, do you have like a roommate or how's it work yeah so there were it's it's a whole elaborate system but okay. there were 12 units six boys six girls two of the units uh, were for kids with thought disorders like s- real psychiatric issues uh-huh. like schizophrenia uh, like major bipolar like mm-hmm. like intense stuff um Two of them were for boys and girls who had extreme, like, like aggression issues. Okay. Like violent, not necessarily violent, but well, some of them were violent. Ragers. Ragers. Uh, and then two of them were for younger kids. Okay. Like really little kids. Now, I spent my first six to seven months with like some normal kids. I ended up getting like punched a couple times and like they overreacted, had cops like put these two kids in solitary for a month. A Everybody month? in the unit hated me. Uh, it was like this huge thing. So they ended up having to move me. Jeez. They put the police and it was like a huge over the top thing. Oh my God. Where like I just, because they found like a bruise on me and they're like, who did it? Who did it? And it was like so over the top. My but uh, anyway, how it worked like is that. 14 at this point. Yeah. 15? 15. Boys and girls are mostly separated, mm-hmm. but they can like interact when they cross each other. There are two school buildings. The boys would stay in one, the girls would stay in another, and they'd cross each other all the time. This sounds not that unlike Ender's Game. Yeah. You had to walk in lines. <laughs> you had to walk in lines everywhere. Right. Uh, and you had to just always follow instructions. Then there was a level system. So if you were bad, you were level one, which anybody who flipped out when they got there would immediately go to solitary and be a level one. Anyone okay. who starts gets a level two. Here's how privileges work. Level one, you got to ask to do everything, even go to the bathroom. Level two, you can go to the bathroom on your own. You just sign a check-in sheet. Level three, you can play video games for like an hour a day, and you can go outside of the dorm to the porch. Okay. Uh, level four, there's a co-ed circle. And to get to level four, you have to be a level three for eight weeks and then write a letter saying why you should be a level four. Okay. And then there's a co-ed circle where like five people just sit and talk okay and, and semi-supervised Jeez. level five you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want like i saw level fives literally just run around the place but there were like two at the whole school level fives they oh, could leave campus they could go to like the movies but they had to but but they there were like none to get to a level five you had to kiss everybody's <laughs> ass so hard oh my god and now and then they would punish you for doing well saying you're just jumping through hoops Oh, like so, that like, thing like, like like the parole board. Like we feel every like you, week they did. You're just saying team. this to make us happy. They do a treatment team every week where they go through everyone's name, decide if they're going to level them up, level them down, or keep them the same level mm-hmm. and why. And it's entirely opinion based by like a couple random therapists and like a couple of the dorm counselors. And then they uh, posted it on a giant public wall, so it became like a fucking class thing. We're like, you're only a level two. You can't tell me what to do. Why? Why wow. is guy? Why is he get to get that extra popsicle? Well, he's a level four. It became like this fucked up. It's like that prison experiment, almost. Yeah, very. Like I don't know how much of this shit is like scientifically. They did hot seat, 
which my parents like became furious about. Like as I like what started, is hot seat? Hot seat therapy is where they get everyone in a group together and then they have everyone go around and say like what like they pick someone like who 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 like they don't like or like who they say everything. The group goes around and says what they don't like about one person. Oh my uh, god! They did like fucked up shit like that. That's like the most destructive thing possible. That is the exact opposite of what they do in most treatment facilities. Is they they try to bring up your confidence. They thing. fucked with you as oh a way god, to try to get man. because it was all about compliance. It was all oh about compliance. God. They broke you. You're killing they me. They put you in solitary. My parents found out about all of this shit like after because they give you like this tour and they give you like and you weren't able books. to communicate with your parents. Yeah, like I could. Talk to them on the phone every two weeks, which okay. is crazy. And was that most, phone call when you were on that phone call? Would you be like, "Hey, this is going on"? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they and they believed me, but the school would always downplay it for them. And like a few months yeah. in, they started getting more and more suspicious. Right. And they started fucking with them a little bit in like weird ways they could. Your parents did, or the school did. Your no, parents? my well, both. It okay. like became this weird. There became like these weird tug of wars. My parents would have with the school. They used like some sort of like like state funded program because it's like insanely expensive. Like oh, a I lot bet, of the yeah. kids there were court ordered and uh oh i'm sure that so like there's some sort mm -hmm. of program they used that like paid for it so like they they had to like there's like a process to pull me out or something like that uh, but uh I, I stayed for like a year and a half and i just graduated high school really early i just did all the school work so they hadn't you know they had to get rid of you when you're done with school yeah uh but uh anyway i i ended up moving to the thought disorder unit about six seven months in after i pissed everyone off with yeah. like the bizarre non-attack and uh, one of those kids blew his brains out, by the Jesus way. So, Christ. like, I feel pretty bad about it. I don't. Right. I know it's not me, but I still feel shitty about it. And I, I uh, it was like a weird year in general, because yeah. <laughs> my I went home for a few day for like a few days because I had to have this cyst on my fucking ass removed. Oh my god! Called it like over my ass, like like where a tramp stamp would be. It's yeah. called like a polynidal cyst, and apparently it's like one in. Four seven people it's like a like a, almost like a uh, where a prehensile tail would be huh? yeah and so like i had to have like a surgery and they and so i had to go back to la for a few days and while i was there my grandpa fucking died so uh -huh. like my dad's having like the worst time ever oh, and like geez. i'm like just freaking out because i don't want to go i'm freaking out about that but i also don't want to go back to utah and so i like, did everything i could and eventually they like they basically like like it became this huge ordeal where i had to like the, the cops had to like threaten me and it was fucked up. What I was do you like, mean? A, the cops like I wouldn't go on the plane. Oh, and, you like, wouldn't go on the plane to go back. Yeah. I so, okay. so I had to like, I ended up like missing my flight and like having to go back a few days later. So you did go back. I, I had to. And, 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 uh, I mean, because of the police, they like had, it was like a, like they, they That's threatened. So it was weird. Wow. I don't, I don't, they, it was fucked up. Like, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but anyway, I came back. I felt real guilty for me, you know, because I made, my dad is having like the worst time of his yeah. life and here I am flipping out. And, and uh, I sort of like, I just, I had this light bulb moment. Right. And where I'm like, just fucking do what they say. Uh -huh. And they, it happened. I, I started complying and I started complying. And, and in a weird way, I sort of developed little social skills right. that I, I, I think I may, part of me wonders like if it was, actual social skills they were teaching me and part of it is, is like did i just teach myself this shit as a way to survive like you know like 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 people in prison like right. learn how to put like phone books under their shirts or whatever yeah. like i think it was probably a little mixed there's probably like real therapy because i saw like a therapist and they, it was just such a right-wing unpleasant environment mm -hmm. 
And, and but it was beautiful. I mean, there were swing sets. There was yeah. like a gym. There was a theater. I was cast to play Tevion Fiddler on the Roof again. <laughs> I did it once in sixth grade. But then, but then I had to have the ass wart removed. So that right. kind of that ruined my uh, Provo Broadway debut. But they had like donors bringing in like from like major corporations. Bring, right. Like it was a multi-million dollar facility Jeez. it was huge and and it was not and like because you could see the mountains it was a gorgeous campus you could see the mountains and there were no fences it, it gave off this kind of like hey welcome you like know a university take, or something yeah we're gonna take care of your kids yeah but i just think that it's inevitable when you're in uh when you're in a place that's so conservative mm -hmm. regardless of how secular and noble your intentions are it's just going to leak into the the programming well communities are always like that's the idea the idea of federal laws and being uh, enforced in communities the community is always going to hold itself to its own standards regardless right. of anything like if you could have some sort of tiny hick holler in North Carolina they're going to they don't care what the federal government says they're going to dictate Everything, everything is, everything, everything's always community standards, regardless of anything. It's sometimes they happen to fall in line. Usually they happen to fall in line with mm -hmm. something that most people agree on. But if, if like a group of people all hate black people in this certain area, they're going to fucking beat them up because they yeah. don't like it. And it's going to get, they're going to get away with it too because all the people in that community also are like, yeah, we kind of agree with you. We're going to look the other way. Right. That's and like how shit always works. It's always it, community. Yeah, it's always based. shit that just slips under the cracks. It's right. like the dark underbelly of any, yeah, picturesque. I mean, apparently there's just like, uh, like a, a lot of Latino people in Provo. Like it's a small percentage of the population, right. but like they all live in like serious poverty. Well, yeah, they have a because Utah, all those area, all those states in that area have huge Latino populations because they all work in uh, either uh, farming industries mm. or just big. In they like they populate all the industri industries and all the um, factories and, and such. Park so, City yeah. and Salt Lake are cool. They're pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, those are the two. I mean, I did. I like snow. I never see that. Right. Uh, Wait. So I want to know what solitary is like. That sounds. It's like, weird. Um, what solitary like someplace there? Like so. So at, at a at, at this it was called uh, ISU, which was called uh, intensive support unit. Okay. And Man, I love the names for. They stuff have tons like of that. like weird business school like lingo. Like yeah. we got to take him to the ISU and put him in a PSR, which is a personal safety room, which is a booth that's padded. Oh my god! Uh, personal completely safety white, room. Tiny little box. They close you in, and uh, you are allowed to leave if you don't flip out for like two hours. Two hours. Yeah, you have to like stay calm for two hours, that's and so then you funny, go man. and they put you in this like room with other kids. And meanwhile, like they give you like a desk. And they give you writing. They give you like a pad of paper and some mm -hmm. pencils and then some books. And they just give you random ass writing assignments. Like, okay. But usually like the first writing assignment would be something like what I did wrong that makes me deserve being here. Like mm -hmm. what I did to deserve being here, why I'm here and what I did wrong and what I can do better when I'm when I'm brought out. Uh, and, then, and then after that it was like random shit. Like do a book report on this thing. I mean they Jeez. didn't care. But you could be there for days. If you were there for Friday, just like if you get arrested on Friday, You're you wouldn't get Monday. out till Monday because the therapists were off on the weekends and they were the ones who could bolt you out. So you're how big is this room you're in then? You're in tiny. Like it's like probably like the size of like the PSR would be like 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 a small like a probably like the size of of, of a, like an apartment bathroom without the shower. Okay, um, and that's you're there for the whole weekend. You could be there for the whole weekend. Is week. there a bathroom I mean, they, in there? Oh no, they let you go outside and use the bathroom. No, okay. but then you have like a bunk you can sleep in, and okay. like like it's it's there are more comfortable places to sleep. But the PSRs, the solitary rooms, were just for people that were flipping out. Right. And like 
eventually you would break and calm down and then they'd let you like mm. go to bed or whatever. Yeah. But like it was but like you had to ask permission to do anything down there. Like like to even like to move there. I remember the guy who worked there was a guy named Conan and he told me he was an interrogator in Iraq. Okay. And uh probably a lie. Probably <laughs> a lie. Uh he was actually he he uh, he, he he would just like to, like to tell stories. Of, this is this is nothing. He, you know this is nothing. You know when, whenever you'd complain oh, about man. how this is like this is a, I, I was just screaming shit like and how horrible they were. They're monsters. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Like I'll kill you all. Like just shit that like <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. I just yeah. said I definitely yelled violent shit as a kid too, which is right. another thing that probably set off some. Like I not like violent like aggressively like specific like i'm gonna shoot you all but i'd yeah. say stuff like you deserve to fucking burn and like yeah scary okay. like kind of like stuff like That's that cool. uh yeah very <laughs> very very punk uh <laughs> uh but uh i uh but yeah that he would like he would like regale us with stories about like uh about putting the thumb screws on these jihadists yeah you know I serving his country lock them down man you got these tail heads running around there they don't know what for <laughs> you gotta lock them down you gotta tell them what they're praying to the wrong god i'm your god right now in this room i'm your god there was a Muhammad. <laughs> Right. It was it was borderline zero dark thirty, but not but not too right. much. I mean, for kids, it's 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 tough. But you got out of there. I did. I spent you, you know I got out of there a year and a half. I went to community college. I dropped out and uh, sort of found my way into this shit. <laughs> so you think you'll write a book about that experience? I like. Well, I sold. You probably should. I probably should. It'd be yeah, cool. I think you should. There's this really cool book called Fish. Yeah. Uh, I can't think who it was written by right now. I don't know why. Uh, my friend Billy. A guy, uh, Stunt Rock, he was on the podcast a while, a little while ago. He sent it to me. I read it. I just read it really quickly. It's about a, a young man who goes to prison in Michigan. This is in the 80s when they were like super tough on crime because mm-hmm. of the crack epidemic. And um, they were just being super tough on any, even anyone. And he robbed a photo. Fo- this kid robbed a photo map with a fake gun. And he was like 16 or 17. He got sent to prison, like big time gladiator yeah, school. adult prison. Yeah, and he's a, he was gay. Oh shit! And so he, it's just like crazy experiences of ha- of his experience in. I would check. I would read like, that for sure. The amount of rape that goes on there is is exceptional. Like well, the shit that goes on. I'm actually that's like the one yeah. thing about this election that didn't bum me out was right. that the Prop 47. Like it, I think. All right, yeah, they've, drug they, crimes they are now misdemeanors. Yeah. So or at least possession is. I'm sure dealing is still DEA territory. Right. But. It's so funny because it really all boils boils down to nothing. But we just don't have the time. Or money to deal with this we want to put you in jail we just can't afford the to do only it. <laughs> way for reform to happen yeah. is when it starts to inconvenience people in right. power exactly uh, it's th- ironic but it's 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 the truth it's hard to realize that i think a lot of people get frustrated a lot about things when they're like oh, how come this isn't happening it's well like, i think i cause think because it can still happen that's well why. i think that's why and and and, and i think that's an, an, an interesting thing i think that's why civil rights for gay people has moved so fast over the last 15 20 years because i think I mean, I think a lot of people with a lot of money have basically managed to to spread that message and ever and it's true. It's a the correct message. Right. But like the, there are a lot of really really powerful like 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 race and class are like intrinsically connected in America, but not so much sexuality. You can be gay and rich or you could be poor and rich, and I think that's a thing. Like when something affects rich people just as much as it affects poor people, you see progress. Right. And so I, yeah. I in a weird way it's it's because i was reading some article just about how like 
only when the needs of rich and poor people meet do things happen yeah. that are good for poor people. And I think gay rights has been like a good thing that's happened for poor people and rich people. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, I need this the most, but you are also gay? Okay, that's good. But really, I, this is for me. It's because it's, it's all about- I was, uh, the, I, was, uh, I was at Pride in San Francisco with some friends and it was having just like, a, it, was, it was nuts. It was like the most, it was just a crazy citywide party. Right. And I remember seeing a guy getting arrested and he's like, come on, man, it's Pride. And the cop goes- yeah, I know. I was here with my partner earlier. Put your hands behind your back. And I'm like, okay, gay people are cops now. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course they are, but right. it's just a weird thing to see. Like, the established, like, it's now so status quo. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't believe in God, but you know what I mean. It's so, like, like they have now become so accepted in society and, and the stigma is gone mm-hmm. that, yeah, you just see, you know, uh, gay cops, like, in, in you know, cops. in the most macho, masculine, bullshit, violent culture in the world. If they've managed to assimilate, that's progress. Yeah. Uh, it's like a pretty it's it's something. I feel like to some extent that um that battle is like something that's uh what's the word? It's something that we're it's like a privileged we're lucky to we get to have that battle. You know, right. it's something where if that's the thing that's that's really the a, a sticking point, a big problem, things must be pretty good, right? Things are going pretty well in the United States to to where that that is the uh, the a uh, vanguard issue, right? And the I fact mean, that it's even being solved too is even more. I would like to so. see, you know, I'd like to see, you know, I, I doubt anything will happen. It looks it, Ferguson's just like such an ugly counter picture, you know, a counter image right. or like a like an inverted picture of that same thing where you have like white cops just out of control banning. Now I read that they they banned media helicopters and admitted it to the FAA and really, yeah, oh my god, and and, and like that's. They colluded, and and like that's that's really freaky stuff to me. Yeah, it's also it's all fear based. It's, it's right. such, such a simple thing to think about. It's all just fear. Right, right now, yeah, Ebola, like ISIS, the, election, fear, 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 fear. fear. Vote. Yeah, don't vote. We'd rather you not vote. Vote if you're old. Yeah, don't vote. I, I mean, I, I barely voted. I voted sort of accidentally because I saw a friend at the polling place. I'm like, I guess I'll vote, and I did mm-hmm. it, and. Uh, 90% of it I left blank except right. for some of the stuff because it's something where it really isn't doesn't have any bearing on me anything I do whatsoever yeah, it's just it, such fucking yeah. and there's and, and one thing I'm, I'm the weird thing is is, is uh, the nice thing I had to go back to the valley to vote because mm-hmm. that's where I'm registered right. and, and so the nice thing I didn't get any bullshit mail this, uh, this okay. season I didn't get any me neither I don't know why no, no, no well, candidates I also voted provisionally so I, maybe I didn't even vote so that's probably why because I don't know where I live yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a perk where where, where what state oh I live here oh no oh yeah. wait the provisional oh oh yeah oh I had to vote I had to go in and they, they didn't have my name in the ba- the whole system oh. so I have to cast a provisional ballot which means they have to I don't know like back register me or some bullshit right. I don't know so basically I didn't vote you know I yeah. voted but I didn't my California vote voting is not voting I mean yeah. it's not it's like you if you're a liberal in California it's probably gonna happen yeah uh, except for weed and gay marriage for some reason it'll happen it's, I think it's one of those things <laughs> it where it took too long they tried too early. So it's a thing where you, know, you try too soon, you got to wait. Right. Try again. That's all it was. Yeah. It's yeah. inevitable. I mean, it's totally inevitable. Because if you, if you pull out, if you zoom out enough, all that stuff is just, it's, it's, an, it's like the same thing as uh, slavery. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we were enslaving people in the United States for as long as we were, so much of the world was like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Why are you guys doing that still? We, we don't do that anymore. So um, it would have, like the Civil War, obviously was a 
it happened and it happened for a reason. But if it didn't happen, slavery would have ended. It just would have ended in a different way. Way later. Yeah. 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 I mean, who knows, really? But Progress is weird and not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's super fast. It just depends where you are and as far as like your 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 viewing scope. You Do you know watch I mean? Interstellar? Is this what we're... we're... No, I haven't watched Interstellar, <laughs> okay, no. Okay, I was like, are we talking about like galaxies? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I am. I am talking about that. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think about that, like if I get mad about something, if I... It's so easy to just zoom out and to look at you know, any and all political things as the most absurd, ridiculous things ever. It's yeah. like it's like rats squabbling over a piece of shit that has a piece of a nugget of corn in it. It's like there's no difference at all. It's all well, the it's same. all data too. Like yeah. you can actually see like here's what's going to happen in 2016. Here's what's going to yeah. happen in 2018. Here's what's going to happen in 2020. It's like I already know. Like I don't right. need to do anything. <laughs> and it's all just change. There's so many things that are just it's just change that happens slow that people think they can affect and really. Everything's always changing and always will change and there's nothing you can affect things to some extent, but who's to say that hundred and fifty years from now or maybe seven hundred years from now that um we'll all be enslaved by gay va- gay vampires with green skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that will be or the opposite. It'll I'm be, cool with gay lizard vampire masters. Yeah. Like that would be <laughs> right. kind of fun. But it's like like the idea of like a minority or like anything like that. All everything shifts so much over time that that uh there's no way to yeah i mean white people used to hate white people just as much (laughs) just like they'd hate they'd be like i hate the irish or i hate like italians i was watching that show the nick last Uh night which is a that's such a good show have you seen that yeah it's i've seen the pilot i gotta watch the rest Oh, it's great well it's crazy there's an episode where these irish people are fuming about some something a black guy did and it's like you look at these irish people like these people are fucking rednecks, man. These are straight up rednecks living yeah. in the city. This bitch is drunk in the daytime and she's fuming about uh, this injustice to happen to her. She sounds like some sort of trailer queen who's like, oh, he, I know a he dark one did to me, so they're all bad. And it just sounds the yeah, same. It's just an Irish accent. Sometimes I forget that Southern accents are like, uh, like, are, are basically like Irish accents. Yeah, like, like yeah, they're from the they're Europe. From they're the, they're British, fucking and, mixed, man. They're, yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Like all those, like the whole idea of a hillbilly. Uh-huh. That word comes from everyone being named Billy because they're all fucking Irish. Wow. Yeah, that's I had all, no idea. That's why they're all making all that goddamn bootleg because they want to drink their moonshine. It that's makes sense. crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Science. the fucking Irish, man. The Irish will always be a problem. That's what this podcast <laughs> is all about. I am an Englishman. I, that's, uh, wouldn't it be great if I had a whole podcast just Oliver, trying, to, yeah, trying just, to reinvent uh, uh, hatred toward the Irish like a hundred years after the fact? Like, it's man, still not over the, for, I, for some people. Some people, are still, like, some people are still fighting in yeah. Dublin. Like now they and are. then you'll hear some like IRA, yeah. like new, new, new. It's crazy. That's like if, if like... Like there's no movement that's lasted so long in America, like in in the sh- like yeah. despite being over. Right. That's like if like the uh, what is it the weather underground? Like if they were like popping up like once every ten years, like right. it'd be crazy. Yeah, we get over stuff pretty fast here. That's, that's cool to think. It's cool to think about that because like this, they hold the grudges over there much longer. We were like, well, we're kind of well because America's so classist that they right. don't care about race to some extent. It's like. Yeah, a lot a of racism, society. I feel like, is actually classism. It totally that's, is. It just happens no to be... No one wants that, to talk about class here at No, all. they don't want to because they're scared to because they're scared that they'll lose their class status by talking about class status because people of high class don't talk about class. Right. It's like this weird fucking They'd thing. They'd rather where, go to the Soho house. Yeah, yeah go to the Soho house. <laughs> yeah, the racism is absolutely a classist thing. It's so funny that no one ever talks about that because they're scared. I think they're scared to. It's a thing where... 
it's so it's so evident all the time. Well, it's that, a chicken and egg thing too. It almost. is because a lot of times people of people of color people are poor because of racism. Right. Exactly. So, but it, but it also I think a lot of that racism, at least it's it's uh it's region specific and it's also it's whatever whatever fucking pendulum hiccup uh-huh. we're in at the time, kind of you know. Yeah, I mean, like we happen to be in a current state. Maybe our country's too big. <laughs> Could be. Maybe we're just too big. <laughs> it's, yeah. like it's so there's so many different Americas. It's yeah. crazy to think about. There's a lot of people who think that if America ever goes into a state of like sort of semi like massive decline, like AK apocalypse uh-huh. which i don't think apocalypse is gets a word i think that's a word that gets thrown around way too much in terms of there probably will never be an apocalypse unless right. there's some sort of nuclear accident that which still probably won't happen but yeah the, if anything happens there'll be a massive decline because of energy resources and if that happens there's a good chance that people will t- the, there's a, not a chance it's just sort of like a thing where People tend to stick to their own. You yeah, know? well, there's this tribalism. Yeah, and tribalism class, is, will, class is a form of tribalism. Like rich people feel comfortable around other the rich, rich people. people. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, poor people feel comfortable. Well, probably most poor people feel uncomfortable around rich people yeah. too. But I mean, I don't know. There's this weird thing where, like, if people are above class. People in a lower class are supposed to like look up to them just because to strive. Yeah, right. And and I hate. It's like the pull, we've been told for, you know, like a hundred, two hundred years about the bootstraps, pull your bootstraps up and get your shit together. But man, so many famous and rich people are related to famous and rich people. Taylor Swift is connected to Wall Street. No shit. Yeah, her dad is like a Merrill Lynch executive. Oh my God, I didn't know that. It's all connected. So chemtrails. She, she's the, <laughs> uh, thank you for saying chemtrails. Yeah, yeah. She's Gamergate. A, Gamergate chemtrails. I'm so I'm so not unaware of Gamergate and happy. I don't. So. I, I'm happy aware so. of it. I just don't. I'm over it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Thank I'm God. over. Basically, it's like there's a lot of video gamers that have felt that video games are their only thing that kept their identity together, and they right. like playing very masculine games. Right. And then a couple independent women developers came in and made more like games that are like less rah rah America less, less and, dick spray yeah you know less and less Japanese kid saves the world yeah you know and, and that freaked a bunch of them out oh, okay. uh, and so they like attacked like so in mass pissed. numbers they like attacked oh. this poor woman scared the shit out of her uh, like I think of, like a bunch of women who like then wrote about it were then like scared out of their homes too and then they like somehow like changed it into like a campaign against uh, corruption in video game journalism. Yeah, that, that, right. It's been but warped. it's bullshit because the video game industry, just like Hollywood, just like music, is 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 completely broken and in not the ways they're talking about. Right. You have executives making insane amounts of money while everybody working for them can't pay rent. It's we, we it's the same thing break. all around the fucking country. I want to take a quick break. I want yeah, to yeah. come back. I want to talk a little bit about film. Yes. Hello. You're listening to Twisting the Wind, a podcast you're listening to for free. So be a good person. Make the change. Donate. Buy shit. Buy stuff. Give us some of the money. Thank you. Bye. 
welcome back to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton featuring Jonathan Daniel Brown here. Oh, hi. So, uh, the film industry is something that you have been a part of. Yeah, I mean... You're in a film called Project X. Yeah. You're in a film called Kid Cannabis, which Uh I haven't seen. It's... uh, Kid Cannabis is really interesting because we shot it a couple years ago. It was like a really crazy, weird shoot, but it was like one of the most insane times of my life. And then like... The producers, like, basically got in a huge fight in post-production, and, like, it it went, it, oh, everything man. went to shit, and, like, the movie turned out uh, p- decent, pretty good, not like, you know, Citizen Kane or anything, uh-huh. but, like, an enjoyable movie. And it's it got an a, indie movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, three, three million dollars. Okay. And it got, like, a, uh, it got, a, it got a small, like, release on iTunes and VOD and, like, in one theater for a couple days, and it just was quiet like right. there were there were like 10 other movies coming out that week and they were trying to get it out in time for 420 but they released it on 418 it just because <laughs> because they're that that movies come out on friday i mean why don't they just release it on 420 right i don't know uh yeah. it's like why because because everything's broken yeah um anyway no one really saw it and just became one of like five indie movies right. that came out that week and then and went on Netflix a couple months ago, and it's exploded. Really? Oh, it's cool. Nuts. I don't know, because Netflix doesn't release numbers, but it's been featured heavily, and I'm getting approached on the street. Nice. And it freaks me out. I mean, it's cool, but like- You're uh, the main guy in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play, and I shot it two years ago, and it's just like uh, so long. It feels like- Cool, man. Yeah, but it's, it's now finally coming out and getting like a lot of love. That's so cool how that can happen, though, how something you yeah. can make that's fun, interesting, and unique, it can I have, uh, like, happen to have a later uh, opening. Yeah, I, I, it's really neat. I mean, I have a lot of, like, I have, like, a few criticisms. Like, I think the movie could have been amazing, had some, had, the producers yeah. were insane. I'll never work with them again. Uh, okay. They, I mean, they were just a lot of them, like, some of them were cool, but a lot of them were, were there was, like, eight of them. Right. It was, like, a oh, mess. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then and there was just constant bickering between them, and, and and they, one of them fucked with my timesheet and, like, screwed me out of money. Like, what? he turned, like, yeah, he turned, like, a clock in at 7.30 into a 9.30. Like, I don't, I, I have, I never got proof of who exactly it was, but my suspicions are on two people who have, like, both been extremely rude to me in the post-production process, having me come in and do voiceover for free, having me promote the film for free, being, like, very flippant, not inviting me to the premiere in Miami, like, just shit like that. Oh, what the fuck? They're scumbags. And, and they were, like, one of them would show me pictures of himself having sex with prostitutes. Like, he was, like, a real creepy... Oh, my He's, God. like, yeah, always flying to Panama. Like, pressured Panama. me pressured me into having a, an uncredited cameo in some dumb stripper movie he made. Like, oh just a real... God. Real piece of work and all, and, and he would, you know, he would fuck with me. Like, I'm gonna, he would, he would play with my, I'm, you're 22 years old, you're starring in a, the first movie you've ever starred in. There's a lot of pressure. Right. I mean, I, we recorded this voiceover. Which this is like, after Project X. Yeah, this right. is a few months after Project X came out. Okay. And it was just like the, it was the biggest challenge probably of my life at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to and, do And, like uh, and it was great because we got, we just spent, I spent, Two months in Canada in this in this island Victoria, uh, off the coast of Vancouver, and we just we gorilla a lot of it. We like uh, I, I worked seven days a week, which is totally illegal. Wow. Um, yeah, I worked seven days a week. Uh, I worked like I think there were like twenty eight days 
of shooting, but like just like I was there for like a month and a half, two months. Jeez. But we just did not stop at any point. And I was so exhausted and broken by the end. But it was just like in a, this great adventure. But wow, man. there were like a lot of budget issues and like it was originally going to be funded by HBO, but something happened during the writer's strike and everything fell apart. And then they had to go with these like this cluster of shady producers mm. who were like really shitty to me and rude and condescending and, and just and just like pushing me to do like they tried to put me in an apartment within another actor and that was like super uncomfortable because we didn't have any of our own private space so after like two days of like badgering them they finally got me my own room but there was like i was just completely empty except for like a bed jesus man and and uh but i would just go out every night and just walk around town and it was like a small it's a small little you know like four hundred thousand people and there was this local press just saying hey they're shooting a movie here so everybody thought i was like king shit of this island <laughs> and i was just walking around and i was just like hooking up with girls and like oh acting God. like i was everybody's weird neighbor like everybody <laughs> it was like this weird tiny fame bubble wow. that lasted for like three weeks and it was one of the weirdest experiences of my life like i was just like i was i played like this very cocky kid like this piece this white trash kid from like idaho who starts uh -huh. his own pot empire by smuggling like uh this this chronic in from canada mm -hmm. and, and uh and like so over the course of the film my character becomes more arrogant and then i'm like walking off set at night and all of a sudden people are like "Woo!" and it's like fucking nuts i'm not used <laughs> to anything like this it's uh it's weird because I, I love movies it's yeah. like i i, I well, wouldn't be doing this if i if i didn't love movies and like i'd probably just be you know like pushing to road dog it or something uh -huh. but like I, I the reason i like to act and write scripts and, and all that is because i genuinely love movies and tv and i find yeah. that that's not the case with a lot of people who do this right that's they're, true yeah. they're more interested in fame which i think is like gross now that i've sort of had like three seconds of it <laughs> it's not my thing yeah it is pretty gross because it's like antithetical to art or anything like it mm -hmm. it's like not it has nothing to do with it it's just sort of like a it's a byproduct of it it's, like, it's an occasional bar <laughs> oh really i haven't even watched that yet but it's it's it is literally the opposite of satire just, <laughs> it, is, it is rich people in expensive cars talking about their wealth oh my god that'd be a great thing to make you make a show called rich people in expensive cars talking about their wealth <laughs> i mean there's so many i don't even know like does he get to keep them is that the deal who the cars seinfeld does he seinfeld, keep the cars he's a car collector he's, so he they're owns, his cars those are all his cars he has a boat in like the latest season jerry seinfeld has a garage i know about this because there's a guy who's an executive on that mtv show to take it back to that mtv show yes. um is it on is it on uh I netflix think, i think it's on Amazon, you should watch it. It's called Mega Drive, everybody. Watch it. It's really it funny. Shot. I'm fucking hilarious royalties. in it. Yeah, I don't get any royalties from that. Um, uh, this guy had a, he lived in New York, this executive on at MTV, and the place, his brownstone or whatever in, in Manhattan was next to where Jerry Seinfeld had bought an old, uh, I believe an old firehouse, something like that. And he has a carousel that goes about three stories underneath the ground that is all loaded with Porsches. <laughs> what if someone just torched it? <laughs> what if someone well, just destroyed it's his probably car pretty garage? hard because it's made of brick and all these yeah. sort of indestructible materials. But it's a car it's a Porsche carousel. That's incredible. Yeah, so you can you can dial up which Porsche you'd like and it and it's, it's like right, a right. CD changer. Yeah. for cars. It is. It's the cost. God knows how much gobs and gobs of money to create. Yeah. I don't like. So. I, I I feel like I feel like I'd like maybe like cap myself if I was ever not that I will be. No, yeah. it's like I love when people are like if I was ever a billionaire. Like yeah, okay. Uh, right. 
if I was ever super rich, I'd probably like cap myself. I'd be like, any more than this money, the rest I fucking I'd give away. Yeah, I can't. It's money freaks me out a lot, and I think it's connected to my I guess math anxiety. Maybe could be bringing it back. It is more money, more problems. Like I don't, I don't. Babylon shall fall. (laughs) I spend money on like weed, food, and video games. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think how much, how little amount of money you need to to engage in really like fun shit. Yeah, it's not that much. If I get a windfall at some point, I will buy a hot tub, and that will be great. I'll be super happy with the hot tub because I will never be sore again. I want a dog. Dog's great. Dog and a hot tub. Again, dog not that expensive. No, there's only a couple things you need. There. I don't have the yard. There's like a second bracket, which is the yard. That's the second income bracket, but it's definitely not uh, a tax bracket where you're having to worry about hiding money. Right. So right. it's the kind of thing where that, yeah. There's this thing, people always talk about that in terms of Wall Street and money and stuff. How they say, uh, so survival of the fittest and, uh, what is it? Um, survival of the fittest, but Darwinism? Darwinism. The idea of you, people, people, uh, they use that as an excuse, but it got me. Th- I was thinking about that in terms of that. That doesn't make sense in terms of the animal community. But you never see an animal. Uh, so, like animals, they they fight amongst themselves to sure. get with the dominance and power. Dominance and, and power and control, which is what people with people who are in dominance and power and control, they they subscribe to that and quote that and live by that. But the difference between people and animals is that. An animal doesn't take more than it needs. Right. That's the idea. You survive. You survive because you you take what you need, not like not many hundred thousands of times more than you need. That's the difference. That's where that whole fucking analogy fails to fails to compute is because it's not about yeah, I, it was about survival. Yeah, you're definitely. You're not Why do fucking, they even want it? You're like that's the thing. Like what <laughs> it's do you so do? Beyond Once survival. you have like two yachts and like five yeah. houses, and you can you have an island. It's like an in a jet like what do you what do you want i mean i suppose you're a member of the illuminati you're an imperialist right. and it's about it's about maybe um uh <laughs> maintaining control for further generations so you can have some sort of a legacy yeah you want or, statues or it also could be about something that you and i are unaware of that's like like this taste like the seventh taste that takes you to to trans interdimensional travel that we don't know about, and we we'd learn about it if we could gain enough wealth to join the Illuminati community and go to the basement of the Denver airport. Maybe then we could like understand the seventh taste. But speaking, we don't. Speaking yeah. of taste, have, have you heard about those those rich people private chef things? What like, is that? Like there's these like weird secret food societies right? that are like insanely like like twenty thousand dollars, right? And like you will like be given like a private location. That you have to go to and tell nobody, mm-hmm. and then you'll have like an illegal animal to eat. Oh my god, that's horrible! Like it's I've heard about Who it. Who broke a, that open? I don't know. I remember an illegal animal. It's like I think it's like oh. it's like rare and exotic foods. Like people. Oh, and who wants to eat a fucking illegal animal? Like I don't know, but there's, there's uh, somebody that just like, has always wanted otter, and if you can afford it, otter. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. At I, that point, if I'm gonna eat an otter, I want a fucking I want the brain of a child. Yeah, I want a fucking white child brain what do you I, mean, I want to liquefy the- it in a smoothie i can have for breakfast and then pour over my dick in the morning that's what i want if i'm gonna have an otter i want that yeah i mean it's, yeah. uh 
It's sad. It's really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, pride is just that good. It probably gives you the power to be stronger and live forever. So we'll never know. I mean, it didn't, but, didn't work for Steve Jobs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's true. Do you think yeah. he pissed someone off and they're like, we're cutting, we're cutting. Could be. With, yeah. Maybe no. he pissed off one of the, the upper veteran Illuminati members and they were like, Stephen is Thornton. Yeah. They, they keep this. That's how they speak. Send me <laughs> and then if you slow it down it's like Stephen has become a person who is not able to be trusted by us <laughs> we love his products they have allowed us to assimilate thin- thin- hundreds of millions in China but he is no longer able to be trusted they keep his office <laughs> they keep his office untouched they do? yeah it's really spooky it's like that scene in Stand By Me where Gordy goes into a, yeah. like dead John Cusack's room and then his dad is like you, you, you get out you leave <laughs> Like you got your thing, like oh, uh, Steve. But see, that's the I. I mean, I'm sure that Steve Jobs' office, untouched, looks the same as it did when he was in there. Yeah. He's such a minimalist. It's like, what was it like a pillow and like a candle? Yeah, but they were, like, it was beautifully. <laughs> yeah, like, the way oh, it was. perfectly. I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah, very feng shui. Yeah, super feng. I need to get feng shui. This is place. I have feng shui nightmares. I'm just maddened by non feng shui. Um. Where can people find you and what should they find? Uh, I am on Twitter. Right. Uh, you can find me there at Jonathan D. Brown, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-D-B-R-O-W-N. Uh, I got a movie on Netflix that you can watch anytime called Kid Cannabis. It's a few months old, so give it a shot. Right. It's not too old yet. Yep. It's not double indemnity. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's you a can great s- movie. And then, oh yeah, seen- Project X is on, you know, you can buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or iTunes or whatever the fuck you want. It's oh, on yeah. Comedy Central every week. Nice. Well, not every week, but it's on a, it's been on a bunch. It's on a lot. Uh, and, uh, yeah, add me on Facebook. We can be friends, maybe. I don't know. Say la vie. Whatever you want. I'm, I'm, uh, once I get my new stand-up venue, I will, uh, let you all know where it is. Uh, all is subjective. All the people in Australia listening right now. Yeah. Goodbye. Good night. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.